Hello and welcome to the Zircon Business Brokers podcast. My name is Hugh Barrington. I'm a business broker here at Zircon. And I'm sitting down here with David Scray, our managing director of Zircon Business Brokers. So, David, um, what are you here to talk about today? Well, we're going to be talking about the, the uh, three different ways to exit your business, Hugh. Okay, so there are three ways to exit your business. So, um, what's the first one? Well, the first one is being bought out. All right, well, that's pretty self-explanatory. So you're bought out by suppliers or um, fa- other family members or you've sold it on to someone? or That's exactly the case, yep. Okay, and then what's the second one? Well, it can be pushed out. Okay, and what do you mean by pushed out? Well, pushed out means really um, you have a situation where your business is uh, perhaps failing uh, and the bankers have sort of said, okay, well, you, you need to exit uh, this business and quickly. It could be you've got other partners who are just uh, pushing you out of the business or things like that. I mean, it's a, you're not voluntarily leaving the business. And uh, what would be the third one? Well, Hugh, the third one is being carried out. Okay, and uh, what do you mean by carried out? Well, carried out means that you're dead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, have you, um, have you actually been involved um, with a sale where the owner has died? Uh, I have uh, on on uh, several occasions, and uh, I have to say it's uh, not a good option. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I shouldn't laugh, but um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, definitely not a good option to be dead when you're trying to sell your business. Um, but um, what are the repercussions of this? I mean, um, you know, what what did you experience when you had to do it? Well, Hugh, what we found uh, is that the price obtained is often a lot less than it would be if you were alive. Uh, and secondly, it's very stressful on the on the family members uh, and also the staff and and also the customers. Um, so, how 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 do potential buyers react as well when they when they hear that the owner's passed? Well, when selling a business. Uh, one of the things to overcome is fears of the buyer. Of course, if the owner is deceased, well then effectively, how can the business be handed over uh, properly and thoroughly? I imagine that's particularly important if there's a high reliance on um, the owner within the business. Oh, that's that's definitely the case. But also, look in in smaller type businesses, uh, say you know small type businesses are those with say less than uh, ten million dollars. There's always going to be uh, some reliance on the owner uh, or the owner is the driver of the business at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I guess in some of the larger businesses we come across that does have that layer of management as sort of a, I guess, safety net, for lack of a better term. Um, but, I mean, how how do the staff react and how do the clients react? And, and well, especially, I mean, what, what about their bankers and their um, creditors? Well, what happens is that there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, clients don't really know what's going to happen to the business. The staff don't know whether they're going to have a job. So what can happen is they can start to start looking for a job. And none of these things are good because when you're selling a business, you don't want very much change. You want everything to be continuing along exactly as it has been for the previous years. Uncertainty creates a problem um, and problems create a lower price. So obviously... Um that's never good, but is there a particular business where it's even worse, where um, you definitely do not want uh, a carried-out style of sale? Well, yes, there is, Hugh, and that is uh, any business involved in personal services. 
So we're talking businesses like uh, accountancy practices, uh, medical type businesses, financial planning, those types of businesses. And um, why is that, David? Is it because they have such close customer-client relationships? Yes, they do, Hugh. Uh, At the end of the day, they are what we call relationship-style businesses. And the owner, as often started the business, uh, has a close association with the client, uh, which has built up over many, many years. Just think like an accountancy practice. Often started off uh, by somebody... Uh, build it up over say five, ten, fifteen, twenty years, and all the, and and grown with the customers and the customers uh, or the clients really do rely uh, on that accountant. So, what would be your advice for people to avoid being carried up? Because it's not it, it's not as easy as um, we we make it seem as we just talk about it. Yes, it's, look, it is easy to talk about because effectively um, we don't know when the person's going to die. No one knows when they're going to die. Uh, that's a fact. However, what one needs to consider is your family uh, and the clients and, and the staff. If you really do care about them, it's possibly better to sell a, a little earlier uh, than you otherwise might want to. But, but I guess if, if you do sell your business slightly early, we've had it happen before where people have done that, but they've stayed on and they've worked in the business or they've been a consultant in the business and um, that helped maintain the customer and client base of the business. And then they transitioned into retirement and sort of they're at their own speed, at their own rate. They didn't have to sell and immediately be out. It was Yes, uh, that is the best way of doing it. And both parties, the buyer and the seller, uh, they all really gain from that transition situation. Because really, when you're transitioning the business, it's safer for the buyer and also quite satisfying for the seller. really works for both parties. And that, that transition can be anywhere from three months to three years and sometimes longer. I've had situations where uh, people have transitioned out of the business, maybe they're working four days a week for the first six months and then maybe three days a week for the next six months and then over the next couple of years, maybe a couple of days a week. It's very, very nice for both parties. So that's obviously one of the best ways to go about it, but um, what are some of the worst things that you've seen in a deceased estate sale? I mean, I, I imagine they could get pretty messy. Here, what I've seen is... Uh, situation where large customers have left Uh, they're not really sure what's going to happen so they don't wait around they're gone and that's not good the second thing i've I've noticed um where staff members sometimes ask for more money seen that on a few occasions some key staff members worse than that some of the key staff members leaving and taking clients that happens i've seen that on several occasions of course, the bankers also tend to put the screws on, whereby they think, well, how are we going to get paid? Uh, is this business going to be sold or is it not going to be sold? And throughout all of this, uh, the spouse is very upset, difficult to make decisions. Um, so how, how did you overcome that then? What we did is really 
uh, acted immediately. We got the information memorandum done in a matter of uh, a few days and we started marketing the business very, very quickly. The business was sold uh, within six weeks and that really just kept everything together. But it wasn't easy. We had talked to the staff. We spoke with the bankers. All those things needed to be done to keep uh, everything stable. And I guess in a situation like that where the business has to be sold, it um, within a quick time frame, it, it definitely would have an effect on the price that they'd get for the business. Yes, it does. And that's my whole point. Really, at the end of the day, you, you can't take it with you. And, and also, you want to make sure that you don't leave a mess for your family. So by selling the business perhaps maybe a little bit earlier than what you would ideally like, it can actually be better for everybody, for your family, for your clients, for your staff, everybody wins. And if you can then transition on, uh, as we said before, you actually get the best of both worlds. So if uh, people want to know more about selling their business or, or this transition phase and, and how selling a business occurs, um, I suppose they should give us a call then, David. Uh, yes, sure, that's right. We've had a number of people you know, call us over the years and when they understand the process of selling a business, because selling a business uh, is not uh, a three or four week process normally. It might take three months, four months, might take a year. So when you understand that, that's when you appreciate, well, really, perhaps I should uh, look at selling a little bit earlier. Yes, I think some people think it's a bit like um, putting a house on the market. There are lots of buyers, and I'll definitely be able to sell it, even if I take a lower price. But when it comes to selling businesses, your pool of buyers is a lot smaller. So, Well, what we find in business sales is that, especially these days, People have to want the business. It has to fit a strategic need for them to buy that business. With a house, uh, if it's worth, say, a million dollars and you decide, look, I want to just get out of this house, I'll sell it for 900 there'll probably be a dozen buyers. Not so with a business. With a business, someone has to want that business. So whether it's a million dollars, $900,000, they have to actually want that for a strategic reason. Well, David, I think that's a good note to end on. So um, if people want to contact us, um, I guess they can contact you. That's right, Hugh. Look, Zircon Business Brokers has always been based on personal service. So best to contact me directly, 0409113814 is my mobile number. Or you can always send me an email, david at zircom.com.au.